ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اغفر لنا اغفر لنا اغفر لنا وارحمنا وتب علينا وتنزل علينا بالبركه والرضوان يا حنان يا منان يا بديع السماوات والارض يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اجتمعنا في هذا المكان لذكرك وشكرك وطاعتك وحسن عبادتك فارك لنا في هذا المكان وفي الحاضرين وبارك لنا في الزمن برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربي ربي يا ربي يا ربي 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 يا ربي يا ربي وسع لنا توسعة من عندك يا كريم ربي وسع لنا من عندك توسعة يا كريم ويستر للحاضرين وتنزل علينا بالفهم والعلم والمعرفة برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله يا رحمن يا رحيم يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا ذا الجلال والإكرام ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ربي أودعني نشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضى وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين صلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمين وآله وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد اياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين امين اوكي ماي برذر السلام عليكم هاو يو سيدي هاو يو يو رايت مي لاف بليس يو كان يو كم تو ذس سبيس ماي برذر كان يو موف ذس واي بيكوز اي نو الله ويل ميك ات ايزي اف يو براي ان ذا حرم ان مكه والمدينه وين ذير از كراودز When you prostrate, you put your forehead on the back of the other person. You never touch the floor. Because there's no place, there's no space. Now, today, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, our topic is to talk about the evil eye, envy or jealousy, and to talk about sihr or magic. Now, these are three big topics to speak about. I'm going to give an overview where those things come from. And then, inshallah, I'm going to give a brief overlook of each area. And hopefully, inshallah, in the future, I will take each area and I speak about it in details. I know everybody wants to know why I'm choosing those topics. People always say to me, you choose a strange topic to talk about. Teach people how to pray. Teach people how to uh, fast or clean themselves. To me, yes, those subjects are important and there are many people who are doing it. But this subject whereby our people outside are confused about, And indulging in some of them without knowledge, falling into the haram, is creating a lot of upheaval. And you can't believe it. I have people coming to me, even from Mecca and Medina, wanting solution for those things. Many of them think, maybe I am somebody who can sort it out. Only Allah knows. I try, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the ultimate knowledge of what could be done to sort out the human problems. Now, the most dangerous The most dangerous thing that the human being have faced through the generations and we are facing today, I promise you by Allah, is not really the fighting in the streets, not the fighting in the battles where battles are taking place, not where people are killed by a dagger or a sword or a gun or whatever, or even calamities. The biggest is that which comes from within. We have something within us which is very dangerous. And most of us don't even realize it. But we have it. All of us. What we see outside happening in doing what we are doing, the damage we are doing, is coming from there. But most dangerous when it happened without any physical means. So we are creatures 
that have powers that we do not understand. And when we are unable to use them wisely, we can become very dangerous people. Especially when it comes to the evil eye. How many people don't understand? And I will explain, inshallah, in my talk, what that all entails. And the Muslims today are passing through a time whereby ignorance has taken over. A lot of us have no knowledge. We just live by the moment. We are living by information. No knowledge, but information. In your iPhone, your iPad, whatever pad, whatever bad, everything. You're just opening it and reading it and carrying it, and the news is spreading. It's like a disease. Without sometimes thinking. And that is very dangerous as well. And the most important thing that we need to protect ourselves, and the Prophet never left anything. Only he has said, alayhi salatu wassalam, for our protection, but we don't. We're not taking it serious. So, today, we will talk about the origin of sihr, jealousy or envy, and where the evil eye come from. This has come in the Quran, and the Quran speaks about the danger of these three areas if we do not take it seriously. But many of us read the Quran, pass through these verses, but we don't take notice. How can we protect ourselves, the Quran tells us? And how do we keep ourselves alert from those especially who have the bad eye? Because nobody will tell you, look, I'm sorry. I'm well known I have a bad eye. <laughs> keep from my way. <laughs> nobody. Okay? And especially, in our time now, people, if they have it, they will keep it quiet. Okay? Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created three wise creatures. Al-Malaika, the angels. Wal-Jinn. Wal-Bashar, the humans. These are three. Al-Malaika, khuluqu, min nur. The Malaika were created from the light. Al-Jinn, min al-nar, from the fire, the flame of the fire. والبشر من الطين and the humans are created from the mouth the nature of light it will give brightness for you to be able to see the nature of fire it will burn whatever it come across but the nature of the mud it can absorb light and it can take the burden of the burning of the fire. And our bodies, when Allah fashioned them in Abuna Adam, in our father Adam, he put that body in the fire. And he became like a pot, a hard shell. And then Allah blown into him our spirit. Now, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala favored us more than the malaika, and more than the jinn. We were created last from those three. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put our father Adam body into the highest place in the heavens and when he blown into him the spirit, ruh, he immediately, without anything, commanded all those who were there among the angels to prostrate. 
وإذ قال ربك للملائكة اسجدوا لآدم When your Lord said to the ملائكة Do prostrate for Adam فسجد الملائكة كلهم فسجد الملائكة كلهم All the angels without Anyone failing to do so They prostrated And we all know prostration Falling onto your knees and hands And your forehead and nose touching the ground إلا إبليس Except for Iblis. Abba. He refused. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then asked him. Lima. Why? Now then Allah says. Iblis answered him in front of the malaika. Khalaqtani min nar. Wa khalaqtahu min teen. You created me from the fire. However you created him from the mob. And to his bad. Adab, disrespect, and misunderstanding, he made the biggest mistake ever he had made. And recently I told the people who were here with me in one of the lessons, the origin of Iblis. And the saddest thing, subhanallah, you will buy any book to read about anything and about everybody. But I had never bought or bought a book written as a biography for Iblis. Have you ever read it? Seriously, I had never found one. I'm writing one. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm right. Because it's going to be a bestseller. Know your enemy. I'm big in red. Okay, with flame coming out. Iblis. I need a good artist. We can really make a lot of people read. Nobody. Not the Jews, not the Christian. Not, nobody wrote a biography about Iblis. And there is too much knowledge about him. And Allah has taught us to know him, commanded us to know him. Iblis is one of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who are called the jinn. They were created before the human and after the angels who were living on this earth for millions of years. But some of them, the cream of them, the best of them, were living in the planets. Today, NASA and many other groups are looking for living people there. There isn't. I know. There isn't. There is no humans. There is no jinn living there. There are malaika who go and come. There are humans who go and come. There are some jinns who try to go up, but they are not allowed to stay there. But Allah taught us the jinn used to live in those planets, some of them. But the best of them, those who were closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, were living there. Subhanallah, those who were in the airs, as I said last time, they were creating havoc, fighting one another, destroying everything that has been built. Until they come a time, they denied the existence of God. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the jinns who were living there, because they were the best, come down and fight them. There was not one single jinn on the earth was good. And this will happen to us one day when there will not be a single human being who is good living on this earth and then Allah will destroy the earth. So if you want to know Qiyamah, don't worry about it. It will come only when there is no human saying Allah. As long as there is one person saying Allah, it will remain. This is Allah's wisdom. So anybody said to me, oh Qiyamah, come and say, be patient. There are too many people saying Allah. <laughs> now the jinn who were living there, the best of them was Iblis. He came down they really fought like gladiators 
and they managed to draw all the jinn who were alive to an empty space of land and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed them to move away and he burnt every jinn who was there from the earth and then the jinn who came from the planets Allah asked them to live on this earth and Iblis was with them and they started doing what they were doing there like the malaika and subhanallah soon some of them began to fall about because they have an ego they have an enemy within so subhanallah they began to kill they began to go against the teaching of god and the earth was full of troubles except for iblis and allah then raised him again not this time to the planet beyond the planet to the first heaven where the malaika lived as samawat al-ula or the high heavens he lived there with the malaika and then he was so good he was taken to the second third until he reached the sevens and if you want to know about these heavens you read about the story of muhammad sallam the journey by night surah al-isra wal-mi'raj the journey by night and when he went in the hadith in bukhari muslim in every heavens there are malaika and some of them have good human beings for example the first heaven have sayyidina adam second heaven have isa and john his cousin third Sayyidina Yusuf السلام, four Sayyidina Idris, fifth Sayyidina Harun, six Sayyidina Musa, and many of his people as well, and seven Sayyidina Ibrahim and many of the believers. All those who are martyred, all those who are good souls, they have got high places they live in. When Iblis reaches the seven, you cannot go beyond that. If you are a jinn or a malaika, that is your end. So what Allah allowed him to do, like Jibreel and Mikael and the rest, he can come to the first and go to the second everything until he, it came a time he will spend monday in one heaven tuesday in a second until he come all right again to sunday he's in the last heaven and jibreel and mikael and israfil who used to travel a lot between those heavens when they saw him they said this creature is amazing he have an ego but he's better than us because he's managing to restrain his ego so when the prostration was commanded by Allah to the malaika and they all prostrated, there the evil within him came out. When he said to Allah, I am from the fire, he is from the mud. And this is apparent. And you see today, it's very, very sad. All of us judge one another by the way we appear, the way we look, how high, how tall, how fat, how thin, how dark, how light, or how knowledgeable, how high your job is, how big your car, how big your house. And people write about it and talk about it, and it's so sad. This is what brought Iblis down. And this is what will bring every human down. And this is why humanity today is losing. Not because of lack of knowledge of the dunya and how to live it, but the lack of understanding the spirit within and what damage it. So Iblis, when he refused, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, When we said to the malaika, prostrate. For Adam, they prostrated except Iblis. Don't confuse it. Don't think he is the malaika. No, he was one of the jinn. But he was honored to be like the malaika. He went against the order of his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala and did that which is evil. And therefore, the animosity began. 
between Adam and Iblis. And the reason for the animosity is looking after yourself. Seeing only yourself. Understanding nothing else but I. Because Iblis in the verse said, Ana, Ana khayrun minhu. When we were young, when we used to say Ana, our parents said, don't say that. So it's nicer to say, we. It's more appropriate. But don't say it as if to say, we are better. Yeah? <laughs> I remember when I came to this country, I was laughing about it because when Mrs. Thatcher was here and there were trouble people didn't like her, she is now in the heavens. And when she had a grandson, she came out and said, we are a grandmother. <laughs> and everybody, I took it rightly because she didn't want to say, I, being proud. That's from the ego. But she said, we, my, me and my husband, we're grandparents now. So I understood it that way. But people didn't like it. Okay? Allah then said, Oh, children of Adam, Shaitan was an enemy for you. It is your duty to take him as an enemy. It is your job. There is no other enemy. We are making animosity with our parents, with our relations, with our neighbors, with our siblings, with everybody. We just don't like them. But subhanAllah, we forget. We have no human enemy. I have no human enemy. My only enemy is Iblis. That is it. And I therefore advise you. And Allah said, Inna shaytana lil insani mubin. Indeed, shaytan for the human is a clear enemy. Shaytan for the human being is a clear enemy. You could see in everything you try to do when you go wrong, shaytan have a hand on it. Nobody else but accept shaytan. Therefore, our duty is to know our enemy. To understand his way of trying to manipulate our hearts. And to remember what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said about it. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man ta'allama luqata ghawmin amina makrahum. In a hadith, he says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Whosoever learn a language of a people, he will be saved from their plotting. Because imagine if you don't understand the language. Yeah? And you are with strangers and they are burning a fire, they're sharpening their knife, and they're talking to one another. I say, Oh my god, they're having me for supper. <laughs> what, what are they? Maybe they're just saying, Oh, we will kill it, we will barbecue it, and we'll give him the best piece. And here you are, fright and your heart is jumping, thinking, Oh, they are gonna eat me. <laughs> so at least you'll feel safe. So if you understand your enemy Iblis, you know him well. Then inshallah, you will have no problem with him. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab said, By Allah Almighty God, if I'm walking a road in Medina and Iblis come from the other side, he will leave the road for me. Wow. Who's the gangster then? <laughs> yeah, for haq, Sayyidina Umar was. He will never, he will never allow Iblis to intimidate him. And this is it. We need to think about it. What are the attributes of Iblis? I'll just give you a little bit about it, then we'll start talking about what we are here for. He has eight attributes mentioned in the Quran. Number one, because of his misunderstanding of the prostration when it was commanded, Allah says, he is envious, full of hate. Envious, full of hate. So when somebody calls you hasid or jealous or envious, don't say, oh, does it doesn't matter. 
it matters that means you are full of hate inside you you shouldn't accept it because it's not good and i am surprised today if somebody swear at you you get very angry you get red your hands you want to fight and if somebody said to you, you are a liar say, oh, alhamdulillah i'm good i'm intelligent i'm clever because lying today seems to be good allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him off in the quran who iblis why because he did not follow his commandment when he says you created me from the fire and created him from the mud and he mismanaged the judgment for this reason all the scholars say his reason for not doing it is the hatred that adam is going to come and live on this earth and control do you know the jinn are living with us today but they are vanished they are either living in the water living in the mountains living in the valleys where there is no humans or they have no place only where allah will specify for them at the time and the moment when they need that's it we control we can do anything and therefore the jinn try to take over our bodies to live like us but they can't the second description hamaz he whispers into the heart of every human being allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned it in the quran he says when i said to him fakhruj minha fa innaka rajim o iblis get out of my presence for you are going to be drawn into the lowest part of the position of respect beside those i created he says rabbi fanzirni ila yawm yab'athun my lord please allow me to live until the day of judgment allah said to him why he said fabi'izzatika la aqwiyannahum ajma'in by your might and honor i will misguide all of them this is a sign here of showing the hatred to adam alayhi salam and those who will come with him and he promised allah until qiyamah he will do that how does he do that by motivating you to do evil by whispering into your heart and putting the wrong information but don't blame everything in iblis because a lot of us blame iblis all the time especially the children if they do anything and they say why did you do that i'm sorry it is iblis I have them in the school, wherever I go, it's Iblis. Because they were taught Iblis, whisper to you, Iblis, Iblis told me to do it. <laughs> but I always ask them, did he come in person? Did you hear them talking? He whispered. I say, how did you understand he whispered? And then they can't answer. Because this is the end of their knowledge. But he does whisper. Here you need to understand. Your heart, the spiritual heart, not the physical lump. Whenever you are in a position of knowing something, Allah gives you the answer. But like this, it is gone. Then the Malak, Atid, will remind you of what Allah said. But it will go like that. And then once the Malak reminder is gone, it is Iblis who put his trunk in and whisper and misguide. And treat you in a way to make you feel uncomfortable with yourself. So that you are confused. Allah then commanded us in the Quran to take refuge in him in seeking away from Iblis. And O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi for you and for your ummah, say, O oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the whisper of all the devils, including shaitan. And I seek refuge in you, my Lord, 
that will be present with me. That means the shayateen could be present with you at any time. And Rasulullah because of this, he always opened his salah in a certain way. Today people ask me, when I'm praying, I'm all over the place. I'm not in my salah. I, I am counting my money. I'm planning my trip. I'm reflecting on my revision for my exam. So what happened to your salah? I really don't know what happened. I, I'm, I, I can't focus. Now, look at the Prophet himself. The Prophet used to focus in his salah. How does he used to focus? And this is for you. Before he begins Takbirat al-Ihram, he will say, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah three times. And then he will say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar three times. Then he will go Allahu Akbar and enter. But then that's not enough. Once he is in, he will turn to Allah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Glory be to you, Allah, and praises be upon you. And he will carry on making the dua and asking Allah to forgive all his sins so that his heart is not touched by shaitan, as reported by all the companions. After he repeats the three takbirs, La ilaha illallah three times, Allah Akbar three times, he used to say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min hamadati shayateen. Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the whisper of the shayateen. Hamzahu wa nafathahu wa nafkhahu. Hamzahu, meaning his whisper. Wa nafathahu, his breath. All the jinn breathe in you. Sometimes people come and say to me, I'm sitting in a place where it was very cold, but this side felt hot. I imagine something going, <laughs> and you hear cold and here oh my god it's hot one of the jinn is playing with you seriously one of the jinn, this is one of the signs to know that the jinn with you if it is too cold somewhere imagine you are somewhere in the antarctic and you're feeling cold and suddenly your ear getting hot just imagine somebody with a flame of fire a big tongue and go, Straight away, said, Rabbi, a'udhu bika min hamadat Oh, my Lord, I seek refuge in you from the whisper of the shayateen. And that will run away. And Ayat al-Kursi will burn whoever is around you. Wanafkhuhu. And when he blow in his inspirations to misguide you or to mislead you or to make you arrogant. Somebody might say, how? Because some people, when they enter into the salah and everything, Iblis, they, they managed to move away from all the things, but they did not get the protection from the trunk going in to put arrogance in. So the person began to act arrogant. Rather than just reading with humility and feeling good, feeling good, oh, alhamdulillah, they are there, they can listen to me, alhamdulillah, and when they're not listening, make it louder. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ Whoa! For those who worship Allah in salah, who are they? How could you pray and then you have punishment in the help of Allah? Those who show off. If your salah is to show other people, it is leading you to the help. I promise you by Allah, it's not even lifting from the prayer mat. Lift off? No way. Your prayer will stay in the prayer mat and you go and say, Alhamdulillah, I prayed it. You didn't pray anything. Because the prayer that is prayed properly, it will reach the heaven. And the doors of the heaven will be opened for it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless it. It will be written in your book and you will feel it inside. You walk on this earth with humility. When the ignorance speak to you, you feel peace. You just ignore and you walk. But when it does not, even when you come out of your salat, somebody said something, what did you say? You want to fight? 
This is the mosque, I'm not fine, but meet me outside. Astaghfirullah, <laughs> you just come out of your prayer. What kind of... You see it every day, that's why you are laughing. It happened all the time. I am always astonished. Somebody is praying and in his salah, and we are talking about something, and the moment is salam Yes, I know the city. <laughs> Hello? Where were you? With Allah or with us? No, no, I wasn't listening, but I couldn't help it. I heard. You were confused a little bit. I want to correct you. But that is not salah. That's somebody who is, okay, with his own way. Number three, shaitan attribute of always commanding you to do that which is evil, which is obscene. Strange. How come somebody in the street walking properly and suddenly he feels there is an old man walking, couldn't walk properly, go and knock their leg to fall down? Does it make sense? How can a pregnant woman walking in the street unable to manage herself and somebody is throwing stones at her? Or how somebody who is mentally disturbed and he's walking saying silly things and you are laughing at him or throwing things at him? We do these things as humans. Those who do this today, we call them hooligans. But these are the people who are doing it apparently. Many of us are doing it hiddenly. And that is not a correct thing to do. And therefore, when you do that, it is from shaitan. Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. Or you who believe, do not follow the footstep of shaitan. الشيطان, and whosoever follow the footstep of shaitan, indeed he only commands you to do that which is wrong and evil. Be careful. Don't follow shaitan. Number four, yanzak. Shaitan, yanzak. He's all the time pushing within, trying, determined to make you miss the point what's the point the point to realize that you are a human being you're not a malaika you're not a jinn you're a normal human being you will eat you will drink you will sleep you will go to the toilet you will blow your nose you will get sick you will sneeze so what i'm human that's my way that's the way allah created me but shaitan is trying to say no you're better than that look at him how fat he looks look at him. you are smarter didn't he dump? And then it makes you feel like he bleeds himself. And the worst disease the heart could ever receive from shaitan is for you to become an arrogant person. And by Allah Almighty God, once you become an arrogant person, your life is finished here and hereafter. Allah said in the Quran, Whenever you have any of this feeling from shaitan within your heart, فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ immediately seek refuge in Allah for he is the hearing the most knowledgeable every time you see yourself better especially looking at the mirror I know many of us spent a lot of time a lot of time looking at the mirror and saying oh they will never say anything about me look at me <laughs> wow but there are some of us who are sick when you look at them oh, I think my chin needs a little bit of a job my nose my let Allah said there is no changing for the creation of Allah except what Allah gave you. There are those who are less fortunate than you. Why spend thousands of pounds when there are people who are hungry? Shaitan goes out of his way to make sure that the wrong information is embedded in your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, shaytan. Adam and Hawa, when they were in the heaven and they were enjoying themselves and there was no evil, Shaitan put in their heart that which made them doubt what they have. They want to live forever. Okay? And Shaitan made this wasa 
because he wants them to eat from the tree because he not want to eat from the tree and the belly is no longer comfortable you need one place what do you need the bathroom if you are ever traveling in a car or a train please i beg you don't eat and sit in the car or in a train because then you want to find the toilet and if you don't find it you'll be in trouble please manage to put this information in the heart okay in the heart if the sister can come maybe they can come to the front okay in the heart of adam and hawa and subhanallah i'm so sorry may allah give us a bigger place sister there's a place for you you can move forward the sister can move forward to fill the place Well, she sat in the back. Then people can move forward. Alhamdulillah. Jazakumullahu khayran. Wassallahu alayna wa alaykum insha'Allah. Okay. Alhamdulillah. Thank you. So subhanallah, shaitan put this whisper in the heart of Adam and Eve. They ate from the tree, not realizing that Iblis wanted them to show each other their naked body. And that is sad because you are not supposed to look at one another while we are uncovered in Islam it's not allowed. And by the way, for the man is to cover between his navel and his knees. The woman, all her body except for her face and her hand. In any clothes, there is no uniform in Islam. Anything you like. As long as you are comfortable in it and that which will make you feel covered properly. This is the teaching of Islam. Shaitan also, one of his attributes, he is a bad friend. He is an evil friend. He tries his best uh, to make you go against your own self. Whosoever shaitan become his friend, indeed he has the worst of friends. Don't you ever try to befriend shaitan. And I promise you today, there are people who do not just befriend shaitan, they worship him, even in this country. And they are working hard on that. Number seven, he touches you. Shaitan, try to touch you. May Allah forgive me. There was a man once who was harassing me. Almost, maybe 20 years ago, some of you may not even born. He used to be a market trader in a place called Dawson. Every time I go there, he come to me, please, Sheikh. And one day, when I listened to him, he was a convert Muslim. The story he told me, it made me feel so sad. Him and his wife converted to Islam, and they were living in an area whereby it is haunted area. Meaning haunted, lived by evil spirits from the jinn, not spirit of the human being, as some people believe. When you watch horror movies, no human being come going, oh. <laughs> believe in Allah, trust in Allah, no human being ever after he dies or she dies, they come back again. No spirit, the spirits are with Allah. And the body goes back to the earth, chemistry goes back to chemistry. However, the jinn, they do that. Subhanallah, this man said to me, my wife, she will be sitting with me and we'll be talking everything. I sit in my prayer mat to pray. She's lying on the bed next to me and suddenly something will take her up, stretch her arm like this, her legs, and abuse her in front of him. But there is no body to be seen. And he used to cry. And the woman will cry and she felt ashamed. This is the way shaitan touches. Even Allah said in the Quran to him when he said to him, Oh Allah, allow me to live to eternity. Allah said to him, why is it? Because I want to misguide them. 
I want to misguide them. I want them never to be in your straight path. He said, فجلب عليهم بخيلك ورجلك وشاركهم في الأموال والأولاد. Use every tool you have and whatever you don't have and you need will give to you. Anybody who want to follow you, they are free to follow you. And you can join them in earning their sustenance and having their children. You could be with your partner having an intimate time and shaitan could be joining you. No wonder there are too many people, their behavior like shayateen. So maybe they are related to him. Wallah, they are related to him. Because this is not the behavior of the human being is leniency, gentleness, kindness, generosity, being good, feeling, eager to do good, and running away from evil, wanting to protect everybody you know or you don't know, even the things. But if you feel otherwise, check yourself. Maybe some of your blood is from him. الله says الذين يأكلون الربا لا يقومون إلا كما يقوم الذي يتخبطه الشيطان من المس. Those who eat riba, they will not be able to stand in the day of judgment, and their example will be like the one who has been touched by shaitan. When shaitan touches you, you are all over the place. You become crazy. You become mad. Okay? You are unable to control yourself. And the last attribute, he the liar. He is the one who will never keep a promise and he will give you false hopes. Shaitan can give you anything. And I promise you by Allah, even those who worship him, they have no power. He will promise them initially, but once they are in his grasp, he will do whatever he likes because he is a liar. And he will make every terrible thing look beautiful. He said to Allah, when Allah said to him, how are you going to misguide them? He said, لَأُذَيِّنَنَّ لَهُمْ and I will make beautiful for them fill ardi when they go down to the earth. I'll make everything, be- because he knows the earth very well. I'll make it so beautiful for them. And I will misguide all of them. But the mercy of Allah, Allah says, Only my servants. Are you a servant of Allah? And who is the servant of Allah? Are you willing to accept people calling you Abd? Servant? If somebody said, come here servant, would you accept it? Many of us arrogant say, no, I'm not a slave. I'm not a, a abd. No. So what? The prophets are all abid. The messengers are the highest of the abid, of the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, I'm telling you this background to tell you where the illness, the sickness of evil has began. It began by the envy of the envious one who is our true enemy, Iblis, at the creation of our father Adam That's where it began. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a lot. And then, not just that, in order to go beyond giving an evil eye or being envious or jealous, they began to manipulate by their power the human being for their own goal or their own aim. Allah said it in the Quran in Surah Al-Baqarah, some of the humans who are weak in their face, maybe ignorant, they follow what the shayateen is relating to them. Ala mulki Sulaiman, which they learned from the king, Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam, wa Sulaiman. Sulaiman never disbelieved in Allah. However, all the shayateen have disbelieved those who follow this way. Yu'allimun al-nas al-sihr. They teach people 
magic. يعلمون الناس السحر. They teach people magic. Now, the first question is, what is magic? And who is a magician? Now, to many of you here, a magician is somebody who goes like this and open his hand and there is a little fluffy ball. Or he take his hat out and from it he bring a rabbit. And you are all, and he will go like this and bring a thread of little razors or whatever. <laughs> Rubbish. This is not really sihr. This is the lowest of what we call sihr. As the magicians of Egypt, when Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam entered the palace, and he had the real power of the miracle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala putting the stick, Allah said to him, throw it. You know the story of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam. When he ran away from Egypt, went to the desert, found the girls, the daughter of Shu'aib, helped them to water their animals and carry water to their homes. The father invited them, invited him to the house. Then he married one of them. He stayed for eight or ten years. Then he traveled to the desert. He saw a light far away. He went to the tree. And then when he entered and he was amazed, he thought there was a caravan there or people camping. He found just a tree lit, not with fire, with light, amazing light, everything he could see. And while he's standing there with, in amazement, in awe, in fact, suddenly Allah spoke to him. Salamu alaikum, ya Musa. <gasps> he jumped. The tree, the tree is speaking. Musa said, don't worry. I'm your Lord. I'm a Rabbuk. And then subhanallah, when Allah started speaking to him, he asked him, What are you carrying in your right hand? He's carrying a stick. Musa is a prophet. And he's just been taught by the best prophet, Sayyidina Shu'aib, for almost 10 years. He has acquired wisdom. And he is coming now as a messenger. He left Egypt as a criminal. And he's returning back as a messenger. Subhanallah. If anybody is being asked, what is this you are carrying and you are carrying a stick? Say, oh, this is my stick. Why are you carrying it? Well, if anybody come to me, I'll beat them with it. <laughs> but he didn't say that. Listen to what he said. Okay? This is my stick. I walk on it or by it. Okay? And I guide my sheep with it. However, I have other things I do with it. It didn't mean when somebody can fight me, I'll fight with it. He didn't want to say that to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Out of respect and adab. Allah said to him, Alqiha ya Musa, throw it. He was carrying it like this. He just thrown it. He didn't know what will happen. It's a stick. The stick, when he thrown it, it was a huge serpent with a huge head that can follow Musa himself. What did Musa do? Run. <laughs> I could see him. He ran. His feet were touching his head. <laughs> Allah said, come, come. La takhaf. Sanu'iduha sirataha al-ula. We're going to return it as it was. He, he got his breath. He came back. He was looking. This creature. Allah said, don't worry. But Allah is teaching him. Imagine if Allah is teaching him. Wow. Hold it. How could you hold it? <laughs> How could you hold a big thing like that? Allah said, just hold it. And every time he was trying to hold it, it's coming to him. But then Allah put in his heart peace. So he held it. The moment he held it, it became a stick again. He said, take this and go to Musa. But another sign we will give to you, put your hand under your arm. 
He put it under his arm. He said, take it out. When he took it out, it was more lighter than the tree. He was frightened from it. He said, just put it down. When he put it down, it was normal. He said, these are two signs. When you speak to the Pharaoh and he asks you, if you are a messenger, prove that you're a messenger. And these are the two things you show him. So when he went and put this to Pharaoh, subhanallah, he went and threw the stick. And the time came to pick it up, he couldn't pick it up. Again, the fear entered until Allah told him, take it. And then he took it and it became a stick. Pharaoh then and his people, because they have magician in Egypt and they were very powerful, they thought this is just magic. Therefore, magic is of three sorts. Okay? Magic is of three sorts. What, what Musa is doing is not magic. What Musa is doing is Ijaz, a miracle. But magic in three forms is a quick trickery that tricks the eye of the one who's looking. A quick way of tricking your eye by someone who's doing something that you are not noticing. And this is the lowest. What do you see now people doing? The second kind of magic is when you use other objects okay, to help you in tricking people. And the third one, when Iblis, Shaitan, or the Shayateen allow you to use them to create havoc in the life of someone. And that is really what we call black magic, evil magic. And it's happening even today. And even in London, there are people who are good at it. And this is the nature of the human. Anything that is evil, we would like to have it. It has many different names. You can go anywhere and it requires a lot of evil things. And I will talk to you about it. Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, when the magicians of Egypt were brought with their sticks and their ropes and they stood there, thousands of them, and they all thrown their sticks and ropes on the floor, they all became snakes. But they were not really snakes. His eye looked at it, felt it was from the second degree magic. They were linked to the jinn because they used to worship okay, the jinn in Egypt. So they thought it was. But the ropes and the sticks, the jinn were making them to look like snakes. Sayyidina Musa was frightened. And he was really worried because there were too many of them coming towards him. To the point that he was just going to leave. And Allah said, no, throw the stick, throw the stick, throw the stick. And then he thrown the stick. When he has thrown the stick, it was not magic. It was real. It was a real serpent. It ate all the snakes. And the most important thing, when he held it, it became the same stick. I ask you the question, when a magician today does his tricks, does the thing that he has vanish? Does he bring them from nowhere? They're all there. He will have rabbits, he will have little bears, he will have handkerchiefs, he will have little razors. He have all those things and he will use them again and again. But all the sticks and the rope of the magician of Egypt, they went inside that. Physically, it's not possible. But because it's a miracle. And therefore, that stick today, if we bring it, and Allah allows us to open it, they are all there. And until Qiyamah. That is where the difference between magic okay, and miracle is. The magician themselves knew this is not trickery magic. This is not a magic that is being used by the jinn as well or by the help of the jinn. This is from a higher power. They believed in Musa. And Pharaoh became very angry. Okay. 
Then the magician, not the one who does tricks like the magician in Britain, the real magician who used the jinn to have extra power to do evil on this land, who are they? It's either a religious man who has left the real path, who managed to worship Allah so much until he reached a position Iblis appeared to him, or one of the shayateen of Iblis, the jinn, appeared to him and made a promise to him that he will help him, support him. Come in, my sister, if you can find the place. Wa alaikum salam sister. There is a sister, give her a chance, please. May Allah reward you. Thank you very much indeed, my brother. May Allah make it big for us. If somebody can move forward, there are some people. Is there space? Move forward, forward. Alhamdulillah. This is going to help you when you sit to do your worship in Ramadan. You're not going to feel uncomfortable in Taraweeh. You're going to feel good. Inshallah. Yeah? Jazakumullah khairan. This is really good. Thank you. Okay? So either a worshipper who went astray or someone who worshipped the planet. Do you know there are people who worship the planet even today? Or somebody who worships the fire? These three areas can allow a person to be in touch with the jinn to be able to worship okay, them or to worship shaitan. Allah says in the Quran, in the day of judgment, when all the human come before me, we will find that the majority of them used to worship the jinn. Inna aktharahum kanu ya'buduna al-jinn. In Indeed, the majority of them, they used to worship the jinn. Be very careful. There are many, many hidden sects on this land, even in this country of ours, where people do their worship in secret. Worship should be open. Everybody should enjoy it because it's for Allah. Let us look at halal and haram. When you are sitting on the train and you have got a magazine or a newspaper and you are reading and it has got just general information, politics, business, you are opening it. It can go up to the other person next to you. You are not minding. But once there is something you don't want other people to look at, you are looking at it, you hide it. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? That's the truth. Because we try to show the right, but the wrong, we hide it. All the things that are wrong, like stealing, okay, raping somebody, attacking somebody, nobody will do it openly. You don't see somebody say, oh, I'm going to just rape a woman in the street. They do it hiddenly because they know it is wrong. When they steal, they know it is wrong. When they pickpocket, they know it is wrong. No robber will come during the day and say, excuse me, I'm robbing this house. Leave the street for me. <laughs> they don't declare, huh? we're coming to Kilburn High Road this week. Nobody does. <laughs> they have to do it secretly because they know it is wrong. And if they catch them, okay? And by the way, if really there are pickpockets in the road, just yes, stand in the middle of the pickpocket! Any pickpocket will run, I promise you. Or they will be looking around. And this is why the police, plain clothes police, they know who is the pickpocket because they look, they don't look normal, especially in the shops. And we were walking shopping, we don't, it's a system, the bags are open. Close your bag, look after your thing. Don't give them a chance. At the end of the day, if you are robbed, it is your mistake. In the Quran, Allah mentioned the word sihr 23 times. In 19 surahs. To show the importance of this subject, and the way we should look after it. Okay? 
Some of the Sahara are not through the generation are Munajimin or Arrafin. Al-Munajim is the one who try to tell you about your fortune. Look into your future. I always ask myself, if this person knows the future, he should know the future where he can get a lot of money. Why is he asking my 20 pounds? <laughs> Seriously. It is sad. If you go and give anybody like that money, you're out of your head. Somebody is unemployed. They don't have money. Go and save 20 pounds. Please tell me, am I going to get this job or not? And he's telling you rubbish. Or even more worse, somebody dies and somebody tells you, I can bring them to speak to you. Huh? Since when? This is taking advantage of somebody who's grieving. If you find people like that, advise them. There is nothing like that. Any human who die will never. Only a shaheed and he will never come and talk to you. He will never come. This is all wrong. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من أتى عرافا أو كاهنا whosoever come to a fortune teller or a person who deals openly with magic فصدقه and then he believed him or her بما يقول from that what they say to them فقد كفر بما أنزل على محمد indeed he disbelieved in what was revealed to محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم فقد كفر بما أنزل على محمد can anybody push I'm pushing myself to the wall I know it is too hard وسعوا وسع الله عليكم وسعوا وسع الله عليكم تزاحموا تراحموا Crowd, Allah will show you mercy. Are you going? Alhamdulillah, bless you. Tazahamu, tarahamu. Allah will look after you. Alaykum as-salam. Yeah, inshallah. In, anybody who wants to come to the back here, there are, you can stand by this way. Allah reward you. May Allah reward you. If you allow the sisters to sit down who are standing in the back. Alright, as I said, whosoever goes to a fortune teller or a magician to tell them about their future or to know what is going to happen to them or what they're going to receive or not receive and they believe in what they said, this person does not believe in that which was revealed to Muhammad, meaning they do not believe in the Quran. Because the Quran clearly, which is the word of Allah, is specified that whatever they say is wrong. It's not from Allah, and Allah will never go this way to encourage or to guide his people. Why? Because whatever they tell you, it is just put together from their own thoughts, from their own evil egos,
to misguide you, to mislead you, so that they can get the few pounds from yourself. So that they can live their life. They are living their life like liars and cheaters. Most of the things they say is kadhib. In a hadith as well, the Prophet said, كَذَّبَ الْمُنَجِّمُونَ وَلَوْ صَدَغُوا The fortune tellers, they will always tell you a lie even if some of what they say to you is true. Because they tell you, uh, is your name Muhammad? No. Mm, I, I can feel, is it Ahmed? No. Is it Hamid? No. There is a ha in it. <laughs> what do you mean there is a ha in it? <laughs> Either you know my name or you don't know my name. You see? There are a lot of names who got ha. Thousands of names have got ha. The letter ha in it. And I, I feel sad. Even today, television programmer made. And in the modern world, the fairest world, America, England, France, and people are watching television and saying, yeah, he's telling the truth. Oh my God. He can walk on the fire. So what? He can eat the fire. So what? So what? He can eat the whole hellfire. It doesn't bother me. Because at the end of the day, this is not the way I will get to learn or know the truth. I'll come back again. Sihr is either using trickery to trick your eye from knowing what is taking place. This is the lowest kind of sihr. The second kind of sihr is using some power given by some of the jinn or the shayateen among the jinn to misguide the human being and to make him believe in something powerful, which is not true. And the third one is to try to create evil. Try to create evil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, some of the jinn who were serving Sayyidina Dawood alayhi salam. And then later on they served Sayyidina Sulaiman. They were waiting for Sayyidina Dawood alayhi salam to die because he was so powerful and he used to control them so that they can get the secret of the knowledge he had and the wisdom. And they say he used to put all this under his throne. And they could never even come to the surrounding of his throne, leave alone, touch his throne. And he was standing on his stick, and he died, and they didn't know he was dead, until his stick was broken, and he fell down, and then they realized he's dead. They managed to come and touch the throne, and get some of the knowledge out. But then they manipulated it, to abuse it, so that they can do evil, even if there is a man and a woman who are living happy. And somebody wants them divorced because he's jealous and envy of their happiness, they can use it to divorce them. Allah said in the Quran, they use the teaching of Allah to separate between the husband and the wife. Even today, some people try to use the Torah or the Injil or the Quran for that kind of thing. Use verses from the Quran to do evil against people. That's haram. I'm not allowed than any worshipper who does that. He's further away from the deen. And the sahir who does this, his link is not with Allah, his link is with Iblis. And in this country, there are many, many groups, many, many groups who are in that line. They worship secretly. And the sign of the people who worship either Iblis or the jinn, they will always drink blood. They will always drink blood even human blood. And there is a hierarchy to please Iblis. Iblis want what? Iblis want us to live the straight path. Don't you ever join any group or listen to any group or watch any group who will tell you our sacrifice is of the highest. We are trying to purify yourself. 
So what they do is they bring either an animal and they will just slaughter it and take the blood and they recite that which Iblis inspired them. And they will read it. And then they will drink from it and they pass it through. And the highest of it, they will bring a human being. And wallahi, by Allah Almighty God, there are people of high caliber, judges, high court judges, maybe politicians, maybe businessmen in this country who do that. It was written about it many times in the, in the papers in the 70s and the 80s in the mountains of Wales and many other mountains. And they openly give allegiance to Iblis. So here, Sihr is something that we should not associate ourselves with. We should keep away from. And those people who are associated with Sihr, we should never come across to ask them anything even if we are in desperate need. Allah said in the Quran, Who will answer the desperate at the time of his need? Only Allah. If you need Allah, just say, Ya Allah. And he will answer you, I am here for you, my Lord. Or my servant. I'm here for you, my servant. So turn to Allah and Allah will be there for you. Please, don't you ever allow anybody to use anything. And from this, if you get a newspaper, if you get a magazine, if you get a uh, maybe a website telling you about your star. Huh? Telling you about your star. You don't read the stars. I'm going to tell you something that will make you laugh. There was an, one newspaper in London called the Arab. Al Arab. This newspaper was published regularly in the 70s and the 80s. Okay? And it was a good newspaper for the Arabs who are living in Britain. The man who used to write the stars on it, when he had problems, he used to come to me. <laughs> one day I asked him, I said to him, my brother, I heard you are the one who writes the stars in Jarid al-Arab, in the newspaper al-Arab. He said, Sheikh, by Allah Almighty God, in the morning when I wake up, sometime I'm late, they ask me, what should we write tomorrow? I just tell them anything. When he turned to Allah, when he became, became a better Muslim, Bismillah, when he became a better Muslim, he said to me, Sheikh, I just say anything. I just put it together and give it to them. So I said to him, give me an idea. said, well, what they say, I said, Today, you will meet the person whom you have been waiting for all your life. So you go to your work, so that someone is sitting in front of you for a job or something like that, and he is nice to you, say, oh my, this is it? <laughs> the star is right. <laughs> that is nonsense. That is nonsense. Don't you ever listen to that. Because if you listen to this, you are not a believer in the word of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the next thing is... The evil eye. Now the evil eye, many of us don't think about it, don't even know about it, don't even trust that an evil eye. What do you mean there is an evil eye? Some people think the evil eye is somebody who stares at you. <laughs> they say, oh, this person, his eyes are evil. Why? Because he's staring. No, 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 no. A person could be so gentle, so kind, so loving. I knew somebody like that. But they have a disease. An evil eye comes from a diseased heart whereby that diseased heart has something in it when it looks at anything rather than praise Allah without knowledge it will look for that thing with the eye of harm so the thing that they look at will be harmed immediately Allah is my witness I saw a man if he looked at a bear flying the bear will fall down dead Wallah the bear will fall dead and it happened to my brother-in-law. And subhanAllah, he got married. 
And in the night of the wedding, he took my sister to her home, and they were there in their home. Mashallah, they were so happy. The first night together, at Fajr time, we could hear him screaming, ah! The only thought came to my mind, my God, she killed him. <laughs> what kind of a sister? What kind? All these years, she, she is waiting to kill now in her day. I was young. I, Forgive me, I was young. I, this is what came to my mind. I woke up frightened and everybody ran. And when they ran to the place and they were looking, subhanallah, and I went inside, his hands were bleeding. In my country, it's a culture they do for the groom and the bride, hinna, mendi. But they make it black. So we had a hinna for him before the night and she had a hinna. And when the hinna is finished, his hands were so beautiful. And we were here, the funny man, Rahmatullah, he died. So this man walked in, he's a simple man, he said, Hajj Ali. And he looked at his hand. Your hand reminds me of the darkest of night. Just he said a statement like that. My father then said to me, oh my God, I wish he is protected. And this happened in the morning. And it created a disease in his hand. They couldn't know what is it. it took years. His hand looked terrible. There are a lot of holding them. We don't know what is it. The doctor, no medical doctor could know what is this. Whenever he's in pain, he just used to go like this. And that's sad. So the eye is evil. Let us listen to what the Prophet ﷺ said about the eye. He says, Al-Ainu Haqq. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, and Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu Abu Huraira the companion said, the messenger sallallahu said, the eye is true. You must believe the eye is true. Don't say, oh, no, I don't believe in that. Believe in it. This is reported in Bukhari. Sahih al-Bukhari is the most correct book after the Quran. Don't you ever deny that somebody could harm you with the eye. Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah warned him from the evil eye. Allah warned him. He said to him, watch those among the people who come to listen to the Quran. While you are recited, there are those who are looking at you but they are not really listening to what you say. They are evil with intent. In Surah Al-Qalam, verse 51, Allah said, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإن يكاد الذين كفروا ليزلقونك بأبصارهم لما سمعوا الذكر ويقولون إنه لمجنون And those who come to listen to the recitation of the Quran when you received it, ya Muhammad, in their heart, there is kufr, there is disbelief, but it's not apparent. They will look at you from top to toe, from your toes to your head, and from your head to your toes, when they are listening to the Quran. They are not really listening to the word, but they are watching you. How come this come out of you? So when somebody gives you an, a bad eye, when he gives it to you, at a time, in a place where he sees in you something that astonishes them, Make them feel, wow. But rather than the intention come, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. And therefore, if somebody, you know, a lot of children, little babies, they were healthy going in the street in the pram and the mother is so happy, he's so cuddly, so lovely, so cheeky. And then a mother in the street will wait for a man and say, oh, what a cheeky little boy. How big his cheek are. Ooh. And you forget to say, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, you go home all night, you're not sleeping. Oh my God, every day was sleeping. What happened today, ma'am? They give him milk, they try him to try to air him, nothing happened. It doesn't work. Medicine, go to the doctor. It was that eye that 
statement. And therefore, everybody who make any remark to anything you have or you do, somebody said, oh, look at your car. Ooh. Say, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah. In that slang language, those who are Sudanese, they will understand. When somebody says something like that about something you own or yourself, they say, al-hasud fiha ud. al-hasud. The eye of the envious, in it, there will be a spear going through. Or a piece of wood. <laughs> this is a common man. Don't say that. It's not from the deen. It's not... This is a common man who can't remember what he just said. Don't be. Keep your eye to yourself. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to poke it for you. <laughs> so if Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam, this great messenger, this noble man, somebody could harm him through looking at him. What about us? We're weak. We can never even be the dust that Muhammad Sallam used to walk on. We can't. They are so high and we are here. Taking an illiterate person and getting the most learned human being today living on the earth and compare between them. There's no comparison. So please look after that. Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari radiallahu ta'ala anhumma qal qala Rasulullah sallam al-aynu tudkhulu al-rajul al-qabr wa tudkhulu al-jamal al-qadr sallallahu ala Muhammad. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says the bad or evil eye will take man to his grave and the camel to the park to be cooked. It will kill the camel, it will kill the humans. Wallahi, 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 Allah is my witness. I was sitting in the haram, in Mecca, in Mecca, in the Kaaba, in the office of the man who led the security of Saudi Arabia. He came to this country once. And a friend of mine said to me, look, him and the man who look after Zamdam and other men, the, the, the man who make tawaf for the king and his family, only those people and the kings who are visiting the country, they're in this country for the first time, never came before. I want to do something special. So I said to him, what do you want to do? I said to him, let's take them to the seaside, at least. So we took them to Brighton. And we went to a hotel. And we were sitting in the hotel there. And while we were sitting, having a cup of tea, and they, they, we can't take them to the beach because they couldn't. These are people are always just sitting in the house. They're pious, good men. And subhanAllah, who comes from inside? A man dressed in a very little short, naked, with his muscle, like a gladiator. <laughs> Subhanallah walking. And all the young women and young men running after him and asking for signatures. They asked me, who is this? Can't he cover himself? I said, well, this man is supposed to be the best boxer in this country. What's his name? I said, his name is Chris Eubank. <laughs> and Subhanallah, the old man said to me, didn't you invite him to Islam, Sheikh? You are talking to the non-Muslim all the time. Many people come to Islam through you. I said, I never had a chance. He said, this is your chance, Sheikh. Please speak to him. At least he can cover himself. <laughs> <laughs> so when he passed us by, he said, hi. I said to him, hello, come and sit. He came and sat. He didn't say anything. And immediately, subhanallah, as the old man mentioned, he felt modesty. He took his towel and covered himself. The old man was clever. We asked him many questions. Then, he said to me, the first thing, he said, are you trying to convert me? I said, never. <laughs> he said, I'm an, a newly born Christian. I said, mashallah, mabrook. You are newly born, alhamdulillah. The, the man took a pen, pure gold, given to him a gift from the king of Saudi Arabia with a message from the king. He said, this is something very special to me. I want to give it to him. When I gave it to him, he almost cried. I said, no, 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 no. First of all, it is special. One of it is 
kind, it is only for him, he should keep it. He insisted, he said, no, you take it, I'm a Muslim. When we give, we don't take back. I can't take it back. I said to him, look, we will create a war. What do you mean? <laughs> Between England and Saudi Arabia, we'll take it. <laughs> he laughed and he took it. Then he opened his little bag he was carrying. He said, I have a fight coming. And he took two tickets. He said, these are two tickets, the best ticket I have. You can come and bring somebody with you to the man who gave him the pen. He said, I'm not staying here, I'm going to travel. But the sheikh can come. And a young guy, the son of the man I know here in this country, will come with me. And we went to that fight. First and last time. When <laughs> he knocked somebody and he was taken and still today he's paralyzed. Yeah? You remember that guy? Yeah? But subhanAllah, I'm telling you this story, okay, of this man in that place when I was in the haram with this noble man. Look what he did. And Chris Eubank became a Muslim, by the way. Yeah. He became a Muslim. Subhanallah. He used to come to my house regularly. We used to eat and drink. And he never used to drink tea or coffee, but I used to bring green tea. And he said to me, what is this? I said to him, don't you know green tea? You must be very stupid then. <laughs> tea before it becomes black, it has green. <laughs> yeah? I used, to, <laughs> I used to joke with him. And I used to make it look like water. I said to him, it's not, there's no caffeine. Just drink it. And every time he comes, he takes a, a, a tin, just Chinese tin, you see. And I just used to buy it from the shop here. <laughs> Now, subhanAllah, <laughs> sitting with him in the haram, and all the men who are the greatest men, everybody will go to pray for them in, from us, were there. Suddenly, they all ran and left the room. So I said, what's going on? He laughed. He said, there is a man who's coming. They don't want him to see them. Who is it? He said, the cousin of the king. What's wrong with him? He have an eye. <laughs> <laughs> what? They should be protected. He said, no, 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 no protection with this man. <laughs> if you look at you, you are dead. <laughs> he doesn't kill everybody, but if he sees something special about you and he focuses on, forget about it. If your arm, then it will be forever damaged. Your eye. Wallah. I said, give me an example. He said, the king brought him a new car. Brand new Mercedes. The best in the market. Worth over 100,000 pounds, I think. When he came out like this, gave it one a look. They tried to, up, to turn the engine. It was not turning. When they took it back to the makers, the engine was damaged. As if it was being driven for a hundred days. They didn't know what happened to it. But we know his eye. His eye did. So please watch yourself from the eye. But worse than the eye. Because the person who have a bad eye doesn't know he have a bad eye. And the person who have a bad eye is less in his damage than the one who have envy or jealousy because definitely the one who is envious or jealous he knows what he's doing and why he's doing it all right so here we come to this and this is i left it the last because it is the worst to talk about which is al-hasad mentioned in the quran only in surah al-falaq bismillahir rahmanir rahim qul a'udhu bi rabbil falaq min sharri ma khalaq ومن شر قاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد الله أكبر say I seek refuge in the Lord of the dawn from everything that he has created whether I know it or I don't know it whether I have seen it or have not seen it ومن شر قاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد and from the evil of those who blow on the thread when they tie it up. This is the magician. 
magic is very evil a magician could tie you up a magician could do a lot of strange things a magician could bring an effigy of a human being just a body and he could do certain things to hurt you where it will give you a headache in your knee in your toe in your head and you will feel it when it is he could play with you okay Sayyidina Muhammad magic was done against him a Jewish woman paid money in Medina to a little boy, Jewish boy who used to work for Muhammad to get him some of his hair. He brought it, she gave it to this magician and she has read something about it on his hair, put it on a head, dead dog head inside, thrown it in a well that is locked for good so that it will never be found. And magic can only be taken away when it is taken from the place where it is done. Otherwise, we will remain. So, subhanallah, the Prophet was lying on his bed, sick, almost dead. And nobody knew what is wrong with him. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And everybody was worried. What happened to Sayyidina Muhammad What happened to him? And then, the companion was sitting. Bilal is telling us. And Anath ibn Malik was sitting. Ibn Maz'ud was sitting. They were all trying, waiting for him just to wake up. What's wrong with him? And suddenly, he got up and sat as if nothing is wrong with him on the bed. And told them, two angels have come to me. One stood by my head, one by my feet. The one by the feet asked the one by the head, what's wrong with him? The one by the head said, Madbub, meaning magic is being done against him. How? The one by the head told him, exactly the story I told you. The boy took the hair, gave it to the magician. She did the potion by blowing on this, so put it in the well. Where is it? Name the well. The Prophet said to them, go to that well, go down and bring me the head. They went and brought the head for him. He opened, took his hair out. And then they opened all the hair that had been locked. And then the Prophet became good. This lesson was done on the Prophet so that we believe somebody could do evil against you. If it happened, you must do it the right way. And I will show you at the end, inshallah, how we can protect ourselves. Now, with Hasad, Although it is less than magic and higher than an evil eye. So with Hasid, here we need to be very careful. Okay? Because the Hasid knew exactly what he wants from you. So what is it? Wishing and hoping from your heart that Allah will wipe away the goodness in a person and never to return to them. Sometimes, some people get very angry when you tell them good news about something. Do you have, mashallah, do you know something? They just pass their exam. Oh, how come? Instead of saying, mashallah, Allahu Akbar, they pass their exam. How come? They don't deserve it. Who are you to judge they don't deserve it? That means you are envious or jealous. Or suddenly, MashaAllah, do you remember that so-and-so? He never managed to get a good wife to get married. Now, alhamdulillah, he's married. Or he have children. Or that brother who was always failing. Today, he's a millionaire. Immediately, what goes to their heart? May Allah remove all their wealth. May Allah divorce them from their wife. May Allah reduce them to the lowest level of their knowledge. Once they hear the good news, they don't want to hear it. So the meaning of jealousy is wanting Allah to remove the best that Allah has given to the person that make you inside angry that they have it because of your envy. Why then we have envy? Three reasons. 
the person who is envious they love themselves don't love yourself حب الذات everything is I I am first I am the best I'm the tallest I'm the smartest I'm the cleverest don't you ever think like that today for the younger people who are sitting in front of me here they teach you they train you in universities in colleges when you go for your interview you should always show how smart you are how intelligent you are even if you have to lie and cheat doesn't matter no don't do that because this is forbidden by Rasulullah okay it's not allowed number two being self-centered nothing can happen without me I am everything and everything is me some people think like that I laugh sometimes when I see little kids in the playground when they talk like that when they say who's going to lead this game can't you see <laughs> who who are you blind <laughs> they mean them so <laughs> I look at that and my god little kids how could you think like that this game can be played without you this car can be driven by somebody else you are not the first or the last this journey can take place whether you are traveling in it or not so please never think nothing will happen without me and the last reason is weakness of faith when you have ضعful iman and Rasulullah says the strong believer is better and more loved by Allah than the weak one. This is something that you need to think about. But what is it? Again, I will ask. What is it? Jealousy. It is refusing the wisdom of Allah, the Creator Almighty, in doing what He wants to do with His creation. If Allah wants to raise X and make them the best person, although you hate them, Allah will raise them. What is this to do with you? If Allah wants to bring that person whom you love so much down because Allah wants to do so, nothing to do with you. You are just a slave. You should be obedient to Allah and listen to his teaching and do nothing else but to please him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? And therefore the scholars think anybody who feels like that, they must work, work hard to change. And to make you change from the position of envy, there are four things that will lead you to become an envious person. Number one, okay, you are really a terrible person if you have this within you. The love of seeing somebody who has something special be taken away from them. You are working in a place and somebody suddenly their salary is being raised or they are being given a promotion. And you are sitting there praying hard, Allah will bring them down. Well, because they are becoming a little bit arrogant. That manager, look at look at the way they walk. Can't you see? What can I see? Nothing is wrong with them. No, 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 you can't. Look, look at them. When they were a little bit lower, now they are changing. How do you know? This is envy in the highest form. If this feeling comes to you, run and have a bath. And if it doesn't work, go and dip yourself in a river. <laughs> really, this is, you are terrible. You are like shaitan then. If somebody is being raised, pray for them, go and thank. Wallahi, I saw people being given a promotion or being raised or they achieve something excellent and everybody coming embracing, feeling happy, bringing a sweet. Some people don't want to see them. No, I'm not going. Brother, go and say, Mabrook. No, 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 I can't. I said to somebody, why? He said, well, because it might make them more arrogant. <laughs> somebody came to me once said to me, 
I was young then. I, I wish I was knowing what I'm saying at that time. But he got to me, you know something, you are young. I saw you in a dream so beautiful. That made me so happy. I said to him, tell me. He said, no, 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 you're going to be arrogant. I'm not telling you. <laughs> what? <laughs> tell me the good dream. The prophet said, remind people. <laughs> this is envy. This is jealous. I, re- I learned later when I get older, I learned this. This is terrible. This man is jealous. Okay? The second <laughs> degree of jealousy, when you are wanting the ni'mah is being given, the promotion, the extra money, the new car, the new house, the new bride, to be taken from the person to be given to you. This is coming from the person who say, why him? What did he do to deserve that? What did she do to be given this position? Who are you to judge that? I should have got it. I deserve it more. I am more qualified. I am more knowledgeable. You selfish, centered human being. Seriously. <laughs> we have this, all of us. Don't deny it. If you have it, this is lower than the first one, but still dip yourself in the river. <laughs> Number three. Okay? When you see somebody, okay, have something like that, and you hope that Allah will give you something like it, but it's still better than the one the brother have. And if he's still going to have it, okay, but reduced. This is still jealousy. And the fourth one, somehow is acceptable, is to wish Allah will give you what he given your brother or sister, or give you better, and may Allah allow them to indulge and enjoy what they have. You pray for them to have, but you ask Allah to give. And Rasulullah approved this in the hadith, and he says, La hatada illa fi itnan. There is no envy or jealousy only in two things. So if you are not being jealous in those two things, you cannot be jealous in anything else. If you find yourself jealous about anything else, you are one of those three. Okay? And you need to clean yourself. رَجُلٌ أَتَاهُ اللَّهُ مَالًا فَصَلَّتُهُ عَلَى هَلَكَتِهِ فِي الْحَقِّ A person, Allah gave them a lot of wealth, but he used it in doing good. Helping the homeless, <coughs> sheltering the homeless, building hospitals, sending people, okay, to Hajj, Umrah, doing good. Being very charitable. <laughs> Even, subhanAllah, when I heard that Bill Gates is spending billions in Africa for the suffering in aid, I felt good. I prayed for him. Because this is good. Take all your money and spend it like that. Wonderful. So, if you want money, and you said to Allah, Allah, if you give me as much as you give him Bill Gates, I'll do the same thing. I'm better. Nothing wrong with that. Okay? It is jealousy, but in good. Because you don't want it him to be, or want him to be, okay, broken tomorrow from his wealth. And another person, Allah given them wisdom, knowledge. And he used it to live his life and teach it to others to benefit from it. You can ask Allah to make you knowledgeable. Okay? Nothing wrong with that. Those two things. If you see somebody recite beautiful Quran, you say, oh Allah, I would like to recite like him. Nothing wrong with that. But don't feel inside, oh Allah, take that beautiful voice from him, give it to me. Because I'm from a better person. Okay? From a better house. Or I'm richer. Or I'm... No. It's not by richness. not by blood. It's by faith inside in your heart. Alright? So here, I'm going to conclude. Envy or jealousy, the bad eye, 
they come from us, the human being. We envy people. We are jealous about the state of people. And we have within us, hidden within our creation, an eye that looks at things with an eye of evil, without realizing what we are doing. It is less than being envious or jealous, but it is as bad. It could harm other people. As the Prophet says, it could kill someone. It could kill someone. However, your envy could destroy and could make people live a wicked, terrible life, an evil life. But above that comes Sihr. And Sihr, when it comes in the evil way of the Sahara that have abused the teaching of Allah, as with Sulaiman and Dawud is called black magic or evil magic. And this is used by Shaitan himself teaching his people to abuse the teaching of Allah and as he promised Allah to remove people from the path of the truth. And he has taught it to his shayateen and many human beings use this. And by the way, when any human being, even a Muslim, even however serious he is in his deen, begin to navigate from the truth, that means he have a link with shaytan or the evil jinn. I used to know a man. People would invite him to their home to bless their homes. People will listen to his talks and everything. But whenever the time of Salatul Asr come in Jama'ah, even if he's in the biggest mosque, he will run away. And I was surprised. I began to watch him. So one day, we were in a place where there is no other place to go and pray. And where I come from, you only pray in Jama'ah. And we were in a Jama'ah. There is no other Jama'ah. There is only one Jama'ah where I was, in a house locked from all doors. I made sure they were locked. And he was inside. <laughs> And somebody called the Adhan. And wallahi was shivering. So he said, I need to go and have an appointment. People were saying to him, but pray five minutes and you can go. No, 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 I have to go. I can't stay. He tried everything. So I came to him and I said to him, look, the best thing to do is spend these five minutes. People brought you here for blessing. Pray your salah and then go. He entered the toilet. He never came back. People were waiting, 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 waiting. But people couldn't wait. So they prayed. When he came out, he said, he has trouble with his stomach. And he had an accident and he needed to go home and change. But an old wise man took me to the side, said, I'm going to teach you something. This man had an agreement with the jinn. He was worshipping Allah and Allah has opened his heart to see a jinn who spoke to him and the jinn <coughs> promised him that he will do anything he wants. And a lot of things, the things that he does and they work is because of the jinn, not because of him. But they gave a condition to him. He should never pray Salatul Asr. Now if you reject one act of worship of Allah and you say, I'm not doing it, it's kufr. So if one day you are sitting, worshipping Allah and something appears to you, something you hear saying to you, Alhamdulillah, now you are a good, pious man, but stop this, we will do this for you, say no. That's the only way they can connect with you. No shaitan will make an agreement with man only when they deny Allah one of his acts. If you do that, then you become one of their followers and Iblis will take you to his group. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Indeed, the plotting of shaitan is very weak. We are more stronger than shaitan and all the shayateen. We are even more stronger than the malaika if we are abusing ourselves. Then we are only destroying what Allah has given to us within ourselves. 
to become better than them. So every one of us should strive and work hard to become the better human being, insha'Allah. Now, how can we protect ourselves from these things? Briefly, I will say. From Sihr, there is a verse in the Quran and a person should read and repeat. It's a very good verse. They read it for somebody who already have a sihr a hundred times. It's better that you read it every day so that you're not. And the verse goes, مَا جَاءُوا بِهِ السِّحْرَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَيُبْتُلُهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُفْلِحُ عَمَلَ الْمُفْسِدِينَ If you want to write it down, I'll say it slowly. Okay? مَا جَاءُوا مَا جَاءُوا مَا جَاءُوا بِهِ بِهِ مَا جَاءُوا بِهِ السحر ما جاءوا به السحر إن إن الله إن الله سيبطله 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 ما جاءوا به السحر إن الله سيبطله إن إن الله إن الله لا يفلح لا يفلح لا يفلح لا يفلح عمل 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 المفسدين 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 ما جاء به السحر إن الله سيبطله إن الله لا يفلح عمل المفسدين this verse when somebody has سحر in them and we want to work it out it's one, there are many verses, but this verse, we read it a hundred times. You can repeat it as much as you like in a day, but every day read it. It's a protection from sihr. It's a very good verse. However, there are a group of verses I'm going to give you. If they are recited, inshallah, Allah will look after you and protect you from all the evil of the Sahara and keep you away from them. Reciting Surah Fatiha. And the first five verses of Surah Baqarah. First five verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. Also verse 163-164 Baqarah. Surah number 2. 163-164. Surah number 2. And then verses 255 to 257. 255 to 257. This is Ayat al-Kursi. Two verses after it. And the last three verses of the same surah. The last three verses of the same surah. 
Then, if you recite the first 11 verses of Surah Safat. Surah Safat is just straight away after Yasin, Surah number 37. The first 11 verses, until the verse lazib. And then, the first 10 verses of Surah Jinn. There is a surah called Al-Jinn. The first 10 verses of it is good protection. And then reciting Surah Al-Ikhlas three times. 112, Surah number 112, three times. Surah Al-Ikhlas. Then Surah Al-Falaq, three times. And then Surah Al-Nas, three times. If you recite those verses I mentioned to you in the morning, before you go to your work, your school, where you go out from your house, or in the night before you go to bed, I promise you by Allah you are protected. There is no doubt about it. And Rasulullah added more. He says, at the end of time, shaitan will be working hard for the appearance of the liar. You know who the liar is? A Dajjal. One day we will talk about it here, inshallah, in room is cave. Dajjal is going to come. The preparation for him has been taking place for a long time. People are waiting for the Mahdi to appear, okay? The savior of the humanity and Isa to come from the heaven. Still, there is time. Dajjal must appear first. Dajjal will come first in the scene. He is Al-A'war, the one-eyed human being. He is there, but he will come one day. The Prophet said, to save yourself from him, and this will save you also from the shayateen, to recite the first ten verses of Surah Al-Kahf. The cave. To recite the first ten verses of Surah Al-Kahf. Alhamdulillahi alladhi anzala ala abdihi al-kitaba wa lam yaj'allahu iwaja qayyiman liyunzira ba'atan shadidan min ladunhu wa yubashira al-mu'minin al-lazina ya'maruna al-salihati anna lahum ajran hathana ma kisina fihi abada wa yunzira al-lazina qalu attakhad allahu walada ma lahum bihi min ilmin wala li abaihim kaburat kalimata takhruj min afwahihim yaquluna illa kathiba Beautiful verses. When you read them, really, I enjoy reading those verses because I know their insurance. I know their insurance, you see. None of us drive their car without insurance. None of us live in our home without insurance. None of us travel without insurance. None of us even go around without insuring ourselves. Not knowing that if the death come, there is no insurance. Okay? So ensure the protection of your living not your life, but the protection of your living, inshallah. In a hadith also, the last 10 verses of Surah Al-Kahf are protection. But not the, just the first 10 verses, the last 10 verses. Okay, this is to the end. Beautiful verses as well, to recite them. Now, there is a small dua which is good to protect you from the evil eye and from the breath of the jinn. Many people don't know it. I'm going to read it and people can write it. Let me read it first to remind myself and remember it. And then you can write it down. Allahumma rabbi samawati sab'i wal ardina sab'a wa ma fihinna wa ma alayhinna a'udhu bika a'udhu bika من أعين الإنس وأنفس الجن. Okay. Oh, 
Allah, the Lord of the seven heavens and the seven earths, and everything in them and everything over them. I seek refuge in you from the evil eye of the human and the breath of the jinn. I find this very useful. You just read it three times in the morning, three times in the evening, you are. Okay, you want to write it down? Allahumma, Allahumma, Rabbis Samawati, Rabbis Samawati, Allahumma, Rabbis Samawati, As-Sab'a, As-Sab'a, Allahumma Rabbis Samawati As-Sab'a, Allahumma, Rabbis Samawati As-Sab'a, Allahumma, Rabbis Samawati As-Sab'a, I'm sorry if I'm fast. Wal-Ardeen. Wal-Ardeen. Ard is earth. Ardeen is the plural. Wal-Ardeen. Wal-Ardeen. As-Sab'a. Wal-Ardeen as-Sab'a. Wama. Wama. Fihinna. Fihinna. وما فيهن وما عليهن وما عليهن وما عليهن اللهم رب السماوات السبع والأرضين السبع وما فيهن وما عليهن أعوذ 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 بك من أعوذ بك من أنفس الجن أنفس 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 الجن وأعيني 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 الإنس اللهم رب السماوات السبع والأرضين السبع وما فيهن وما عليهن أعوذ بك من أنفس الجن وأعين الإنس O Lord of the seven heavens and the seven earth and everything in them and over them I seek refuge in you from the breath of the jinn and the wicked eye of the human very beautiful dua, very good. The last thing I will say in this, please, whenever you leave your house, and we're never entering your house, watch right and left. Whenever you eat, whenever you drink, whenever you exit or enter, whenever you dress or wear your shoes, always make sure, eat, drink, enter with your right. The only place you enter with your left is the toilet or the bathroom. And when you are exiting the place you are in to the street, you always exit with your left. Whenever you are dressing, put your right first. I notice everybody put their jacket left first. Their shoes, whenever you do that, Rasulullah says, Shaitan is waiting with some shayateen from his soldiers and he will say, he's ready, you can join him. So when you are exiting your house, before you exit, you read the dua. 
Bismillahi walajna wa bismillahi kharajna. In the name of Allah we have entered and in his name we are exiting. Bismillahi walajna wa bismillahi kharajna. Beautiful dua. And exit with your left. Once you lock your door outside, inshallah you are safe. Iblis will say to his soldiers, he is not one of you. He cannot go. When you come from outside to enter, before you go inside, when you are turning the key of your home, remember to enter with your right and read the same dua. Bismillahi walajna, bismillahi kharajna. And then once you lock inside, read Surah Al-Ikhlas three times. Iblis will say to his soldiers, you cannot enter. Many times we're coming from work or from college, we're happy, everything. The moment we enter home, it is hell. You know why? Because some of those shayateen entered with you. And your mother will say, excuse me, what's wrong with you? Nothing wrong with me. I just ask you, what do you want to eat? I, I'm not talking to you. Something is wrong, of course. They just entered with you. And they're playing and you cannot see them. The Prophet didn't do this for a joke. Wallah. There is a lot of the thing that happened to humanity today. The doctor didn't know anything about it. Because the doctor cannot get the spirit out and deal with it. This is spiritual. When we talk about spiritual, it's not doing a spiritual thing like dressed in spiritual clothes and having a long beard and big turban and niqab and standing there. I'm spiritual. <laughs> no, no. It's all nonsense. A spiritual meaning that your spirit is functioning properly as Allah intended it to do. And that you are more powerfully spiritual rather than physical. Those who are being misled because they are weak spiritually. And those who have been raised because spiritually they are strong. How to increase your spirituality? Is by doing one thing. Remembering Allah. As much as you can. Allah. Just like your car. It will go longer distance with more petrol. Your spirit can become more stronger by more dhikr. When it comes to feeding your ego. Eat a lot. And eat many courses. Have you ever heard of somebody having a meal? 17 courses? Allah. People today go, oh, alhamdulillah, we're invited to this meal for 17 meals. Allah, 17 what? People are not even finding food to eat. So, when it comes to eating, filling your belly, eat little, drink little. Don't overindulge in eating and drinking. Don't enjoy it too much. Not important. You just want strength. Eat the best food, however little it is. The Prophet sallallahu says, Okay, Allah has taught me in the Quran that all things Allah has created for eating and drinking are lawful, except that which He or I made haram. And therefore, in Islam, whatever you find, say Bismillah and eat it. If Allah did not forbid it, or Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Ya you who believe, eat and drink. However, do not overindulge, do not overeat or overdrink. But dhikr, because it will enhance you. Allah said, Ya ayuhaladina amanu. Or you who believe, remember Allah a lot. Allah, as much as you can. And the best zikr to do is la ilaha illallah. You don't need to count how many or anything. Just do a lot. I carry a bead. People ask me why. It reminds me. When I put my hand in my pocket to get my key, oh my God, my zikr. Okay? So it's, a, it's a reminder. Just to remind you. Today, mashallah, I see my brother wearing a ring. It's electronic. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I used to carry this all the time. And an electronic engineer in 19, I think 92, 93 said, Sheikh, I work in a big electronic company. I can make you one. So he made me one, like a box. Today, mashallah, phone, plastic, beautiful. And when I used to do that one, because I used to have the counter, cock, 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 he said, Sheikh, that's not nice. Make a noise. <laughs> so he made me electronic ones. 
I have it, inshallah, one day I'll bring it to show you too. But from that one to the one now, they make, mashallah, in China. Uh, China is asking you to remember Allah. So may Allah bless China. Anybody with a question, please? Anybody with a question? Because I need to let you to pray makrib, and I need to rush to pray makrib myself. Makrib is coming nearer. Anybody with a question? This is a very big topic, but I, I talked as little as I care about every area so that we don't, because inshallah in the future we can go deeper. Mashallah. Yes, my brother. Alaikum. May Allah bless you. Look after you. Oh, yeah. Oh, Allah, Lord of the seven heavens. Oh, Lord of the seven heavens and the seven earth. And everything in them or over them. Okay? Protect me from the breath of the jinn and the eye of the wicked human. That's the meaning. Yeah. May you please also give the meaning of the third one, which is, Ah, that, that, that's the verse from the Quran. Oh. The magic that they have brought against you, indeed Allah will remove it. For indeed Allah will never make good the work of the evil one. If anybody who is evil does evil thing, Allah will not accept whatever they do. So we read this to say that we believe in Allah and we want Allah to remove any evil intent from anybody and it will be kept away from us. I can't really remember the verse, which surah. But I, I, if I can remember it, I'll tell you. When I see you next time, I'll tell you what verse it is. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I remember the beginning, uh, if I understood well, you, uh, you said that um, until the humans on earth will fall for Allah, yeah. uh, there will be uh, like this, the world will not end. Yeah, no. Until there is not one single human being in his heart, there is Allah. Just like the jinn who were living in the planet when they came down because they were the best and they fought the jinn who were doing evil, yeah. after everything settled and Allah destroyed all the evil jinn and only the good jinn were living on the earth, what happened to them? They destroyed the earth. Because we, as long as we have an ego, yeah. and there is temptation, we can go astray. Yeah, sure, but that, because well, my, my understanding of that event, uh, then uh, it's basically the end of time. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The end of time is when the sun rises. From. There are ten signs. Yeah, no, no. When Isa comes, this is a very good time. You see, for the first time in the history of humanity, when Isa comes, the earth, all of it will be believers. Because the non-believers will be destroyed. And he will stay for 40 years. And he will get married. And he will die. And he will be buried. But after he dies and he's buried, humanity will go back again to the misguidance. Until there come a time, a man will come from Abyssinia across the Red Sea driving his army to Mecca and destroy the Kaaba to the ground. And anybody who will say Allah, he will kill. And then from there on, things will go from worse to worse until there come a time 
when those who are having the Quran because they were not doing it properly in their heart, they will forget it. And they open the book to read and Allah will wipe the word away. The books will be white. Allah will take because they were not doing it genuinely with good intention. That time is evil time. May Allah never allow me or you or anybody to live at that time. Because everybody who is living, even if they think they believe, they have no belief. Because the, their faith is weak. Allah is going to destroy everything. Yes? There are three. Okay? And My so brother... Could be, uh, so there could be thousands of years from uh, after uh, Isa and uh, the event uh, of the... We don't know how long, ah, my brother. Because Allah says, They ask you when exactly the hour is going to take place. Don't you ever enter into the determining the timing. When it happens, it will happen like that. The only thing I know, the Prophet says, if you are carrying an olive branch and you want to plant it, and an olive tree, according to the Prophet's teaching, it will take 30 years to give fruit from the time you plant it. And somebody says to you, Qiyamah has taken place, Say, okay, and plant your. Because the, the genuine thing, when you have Qiyamah, you will throw it away. So why should I plant it? If Qiyamah has. That means Qiyamah will take its place when Allah wills it. You understand? But today we have got people who are writing books and making films and giving time. I heard even a Muslim sheikh in, in 1990 something, I can't remember. He, he, he looked at the stars and the moon and, and he said, definitely in two miles, thousand and one or two, it's going to take place. Rubbish. Some people gave time from early time. Not Any man who tells you who knows exactly when it's going to take place, he's a liar. Oh, yes. Only Allah knows. So forget about that. I've got there, then my sister here, then him, and then you, sir. Yes, sir? Very good. In fact, to be honest with you, one of the most important things that you need to understand is always to keep the righteous company. The righteous company. When you feel there are people who are inclined towards judging people, I mean, somebody who is jealous against you, obviously there are signs you will see from them that are jealous against others. I will not sit with people who, while I'm sitting with them, they look at others and they make remarks. Or they say things. I feel I cringe. And I'm sitting with them like this, and we're still talking about the subject. Did you see him? See what? Him, him, that. What about him? The way he walks. What am I going to do with his walk? My goodness. That's not, that's not the person I sit with. Believe me. I will never sit with people like that. Because at the end of the day, this is somebody who's sick. He needs a doctor. But if he goes to his GP, he will not know how to answer. That's a different sickness. This is somebody ill. So you need to look at the right company. Okay, and the person whom you feel maybe they are jealous against you, you don't just cut yourself from maybe something that you try genuinely to show respect, but avoid indulging in talk or discussion. Yeah, make it minimum, but don't create a rift. Yeah, that's the idea. Don't create a rift. Yeah, especially if they are relatives or friends that are close to you, maybe because you want guidance for them. The Prophet said, We don't cut ourselves in our bedrooms or our houses or in a mountain somewhere or a cave because we are fearing the evil of people. We should be with them. So that inshallah, through us, they can be corrected. But we will not indulge in what they do if we think it's wrong. Do you understand?
Are you with me? Alhamdulillah, my sister. The tricks, the tricks are not haram. Yani the card and the things and the handkerchief, alaykum wassalam, the handkerchiefs and all those things and getting, this is all just tricks. This is not haram. But the other two, when, when it is involved, have you ever heard of voodoo? Yeah. <laughs> That's haram. If really one people want to see magic, either they go to West Africa or they go to the Caribbean. There is magic. There is the evil magic, really. And it, it is absolutely terrible. And unfortunately, it's done here. Yeah? In the last, I don't know whether you are observant of the news. In the last two years, they discovered from West Africa some kids, their bodies were abused and sewn and thrown into the river. Have you heard that? And there are still, even here, there is. Um, unfortunately, people are very naive. Very naive, and you you think it is going to bring you. And I, I know some of those men who do the magic, they will ask you. But why are they thriving in business? Because we are going to them. So people go to them. And I, I noticed one day I was sitting, somebody gave me a newspaper, those free newspapers. And I never read the newspaper. So I just opened it, opened the last day, and I said, Al-Hajj, oh, oh, if you can do this, your luck, your marriage. What? They are advertising as well. <laughs> huh? It is sad. That means you are reading it and you are ringing it. The telephone is mobile, his email. <laughs> Maybe they have websites as well. Astaghfirullah. Yeah, they do. Oh, astaghfirullah. I'm naive. Huh? They have courses on this. They have courses. Astaghfirullah. <laughs> so, so be careful. Really, because they do evil things. They ask you to go. And we go, for example, I give you an example. Good example. A lady whom her husband told her, I'm getting married again. Or already got married again, and she's so angry, she wants that second wife to be divorced or to die. So she will go to somebody like this. One woman came to me, very known, very famous. She said to me, excuse me, Sheikh, I respect you, you are a good man. I said to her, what do you want? She said to me, I want you to do me something special. So I said, inshallah, I'll make dua. I said, no, 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 I want something special. Something <laughs> <laughs> special. My husband, Ma'arif got married to a second wife and he's now neglecting his children, neglecting me. And so I said, What do you want you to do? I want something and privately done to her. I said, Astaghfirullah, my sister. What do you mean privately done to her? You know what I'm talking about. I said, I don't know. I'm not a gangster to go and get somebody to kill her for you. Do you want her dead? He said, no, no, no. I don't mean that way. I mean the other ways. So what does she mean? She means that. And they do this. And this is a knowledgeable, learned woman. The last time the Kaaba was open for all of us to enter, when we used to go to Hajj or Umrah, everybody is allowed to enter the Kaaba. They open the door, the Kaaba is so beautiful inside. But now it's only for the privileged few. Because of a lady who came from some part of the east of Saudi Arabia or that part of the world. My mother was inside the Kaaba in 1967. And she came back to me, son, this will be the last time to be closed. Especially for us women. And this woman, suddenly from under her little black cloak, she got this pigeon made of mud and there is feathers stick to it. And she was reading some du'as and she was pulling the feathers. And my mother could understand some of the language. As she took my husband and second wife, may she be blasted. May she be broken limb by limb. She was 
and the women who were inside driving and teaching the women, they saw her, they have to capture her like the police and take her out. And then they said women would not enter. And after two, three letters, year later, men would not be allowed. Now, inside the Kaaba, you do such rubbish thing. And this is done all over the place. Yeah, we should not do that. Yes, my brother. Um, we also discussed about the three um, different um, types of uh, um, magic, right? Um, one, one of them was the three different things that we can be afflicted with. One is magic, one is evil eye, yeah. and one is to be possessed by the jinn. Yes. Is there any way we can um, be able to tell, are there any signs for us common people to be able to tell what is the difference between the three so that we can try and help the person? The possession of the jinn is nothing to do with sihr. This is a different thing. Because the possession of the jinn could be just a jinn who like you. And you, 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 you might think it's not happening to me. But if you're not protected, you could be anywhere and a jinni lady or a jinni man for that end. You <laughs> <laughs> say, what a, a smart human being this is. I would love to join him. And then he will follow you. And he will go with you wherever I might be. And when you are sleeping, he tries to sleep next to you. And when he is feeling happy, he wants to play with you. And therefore, there are a lot of signs for that. Okay? And one of them is the paralysis that takes place for the person when you are lying in bed. Or when you are walking and suddenly you want to do the good thing, suddenly you feel you are being prevented physically. You are unable to go to the place you want to go. For this, it's clear. You will know there is something there. And the worst of it, you will see the jinn. I used to know a very good man, Alhamdulillah, Allah supported him. He came to me in 1981-82. And Alhamdulillah, whatever I know, I helped him. He used to see this jinni woman all the time. She would come to him. She just used to say, I like you. Whenever he used to think about getting married, she said to him, no. What will happen to me? I said, but nobody can see you. Only I can see you. She said, so what? And he used to speak to her. So in that sense, if they like you, then. And sometimes they don't appear to you, but they come and jump into your body. And they live in your body. Okay? Which they call haunting of the body. Or they live in the place you are. But as I said in my talk of the jinn, every dwelling have jinn in it. I know, in every house, even this place have jinn in it. But they have got the right. But they will not do anything. But some of them, sometimes they do mischievous things. But we need to be careful. So distinguish between that and sihr. Sihr is when the sahir is using certain things to destroy something in your life. Okay? Either by reciting certain verses, or taking some of the articles from you to do with your body, with your clothing, and they do things in them and asking, okay, their comrades or their friends to harm you. Or in some cases, they send from their people, from the jinn, those who will come and make obstacles in your life and destroy whatever they want to destroy in your life. And unless something is happening, so this needs somebody who have knowledge. As I said before, a lot of people come to me and say to me, Sheikh, I think I have a jinn. And the first thing I say, oh, mashallah, have you seen him? No. Have you spoken to him? No. How do you know you have a jinn? I feel him. How do you feel him? You need somebody to diagnose it. To really have a jinn is not easy. Many people think they have a jinn. No, no, no. Sometimes these things could be a bad eye. Sometimes they could be envy that is damaged you inside and creating this upheaval. One of the things that can be apparent in people, if a woman, for example, a lot of men coming and asking her hand in marriage, but every time when she agrees and everything, three, four months, it goes away. It never sticks. 
Something is wrong. Definitely. For sure, something is wrong. But it means somebody who knows. And then they will judge it. To diagnose, is it a bad eye? Is it envy? Or is it? Nah. And it can be done. But without that person, nah. you could feel feelings, but you will not be sure which is that, inshallah. So do they have a duration of time? Like the evil eye and they could stay with you they could take you to your grave they could remain with you no 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 but but believe me a person could increase his iman and by becoming powerful in your faith you could begin to reduce the effect of it it will be there but the effect of it will be reduced inshallah yes amina yeah yeah the best thing you could do is to appreciate whatever you have. Be grateful to the little that you received and be generous in sharing the more that you received with others. By sharing and being grateful, you will feel content. Rasulullah says, Al-ghina, ghina al-nafs. al-ghina, ghina al-mal. Richness is not wealth from money, but it is contentment for what you have. So I think by being content and always be grateful. Everything, small or big, you receive, say Alhamdulillah. We say in Sudani, okay? Whoever is showing gratitude to Allah, Allah will increase them in bounties. Show your gratitude as much as you can. Thank you, Allah. And please, be grateful. Be grateful. Wallahi, the more gratitude you show, the more higher Allah will raise you. I have no doubt. Be grateful and Allah will increase you. Jealousy is an evil thing, but jealousy comes out of arrogance. And that is where people don't understand. Some people say, I'm not arrogant. If you see yourself better in any field or anything, when you are comparing yourself to others, then definitely you are arrogant. Okay? He said, I'll come to you, my sister. Yes, one brother there who put his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are two angels whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, angels never do against the teaching of Allah. But this is a teaching for us to understand. Even the good, if they do not stick to the goodness that Allah has given to them, they can go astray. Yeah? Allah could raise you to the highest level, then you can fall. So they took, okay, some of the teaching of Allah and they manipulated it because they have the inner knowledge. Okay, I tell you in the Quran, there are verses that can do anything. Yasin, for example, the Prophet said, Yasin lima lahu. Surah Yasin, a beautiful surah, the heart of the Quran. He says, Whatever you read Yasin for, Allah will give you. You're getting for an exam, you could read Yasin and say, Oh Allah, Allah will you will succeed if you believe in Allah. You are sick, you read it, Allah will heal you. You want somebody to die, they will die. But the Prophet says, من قتل بآي من القرآن فكأنما قتل بسيفه whosoever kill with the verse of the Quran as if he killed with his sword so you're a killer you shouldn't, you shouldn't pray that Allah will kill somebody but we do sometimes and in our own way I always tell people and they laugh I was sitting once in Central Mosque okay, or in a house near Central Mosque I think it's a house with a lot of brothers in Ramadan we're having a nice time and we're reading Quran Khatm Quran and, and, and we finish a prayer and I did my zikr and then I was putting my hand to pray and this man sitting next to me praying Oh Allah destroy them Oh Allah don't leave any one of them with happiness Oh Allah whatever wealth you give to them strip it off them Oh Allah make them an example for people 
terrible dua. When he, I said, brother, who are you praying? Again, he said, my in-laws. <laughs> Imagine. How could you make a dua like <laughs> And he's an old man. I said, my brother, don't you ask Allah for guidance? This is your family. Ask Allah to guide them. He said, no, 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 no. No guidance for them. By Allah, I will never ask him to guide them. I want them to go to the hellfire. <laughs> That's terrible. That is really terrible. That's evil. Yes. Um, I want to know your thoughts on those um, things that people say that will help you from the evil eyes, such as necklaces or the bracelets. Yeah. Well, the, many of them are traditional. If it is nothing to do with worship, mm. fine. Yani, people sometimes they give you like a copper bracelet. They say it is good for arthritis. There was this man, an electrician, used to come to my house, and I have arthritis. It's in my blood. So sometimes he said to me, I have a good medicine for you. So he went and brought me this bracelet. I said to him, only my sisters wear bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, this is medicine, Sheikh. He used to call me Sheikh anyway. Not Sheikh, Sheikh. Sheikh, it is medicine. I said to him, no problem. <laughs> okay? I don't wear a bracelet. My mother will be upset with me. <laughs> but it is traditional. Okay? But if it is done by somebody, okay, who recite things in it for you to wear from us an area where we do not accept we don't be very careful okay this is why you see in islam we, for example we can carry a ta'weed yeah a ta'weed is a verse of the quran or a dua of the Prophet written for you to carry with you to protect you yeah nothing wrong with that but because before islam those evil men and evil women used to write these things to let you carry them i tell you one thing the Prophet said, this is haram. But then some of the Muslims, they do it, and they write it. I write it myself, the, the ta'weez that is accepted in Islam. Imam al-Ghazali, one of the greatest Muslim scholars, used to write it. Nothing wrong with it. But it has to be from the Quran and the Sunnah, and for good, never for evil. And for example, when I was young, and I was always serving the community because I was in the mosque where I'm studying, and, and, and I was then just helping, one of the scholars called me and taught me something, and they wrote it for me, to carry it with me so that I sit in the exam I pass. Guess what? I never fail. So, some of my closest friends, they used to say to me, what are you wearing? Because I used to wear it here. And in my shirt, you could see it in my shirt. And I still know, and I used to try to hide it here, under my arm. But then they noticed. But whoever borrowed it from me, they pass. I'm not going to allow you to borrow it. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a verse of the Quran for success. Some of the scholars, they used to wear it for the battle. If you go to uh, the biggest museum in Turkey and look at some of the sultans and the army's uh, officers, they used to wear this garment. Have you seen it in Kapkabe? Yeah? And they have got a lot of writing in them. And they wear it for success. And they do. This is called ta'weez. Nothing wrong with that. You see? Some people say, oh, no, 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 no. The Prophet said it's not allowed. The Prophet said the one the Jahiliya does okay, for destruction is not allowed. Because it doesn't come from the Quran or the Sunnah. It comes from the shaitan and his comrade. That's haram in Islam. Yes? I have a question for you. Um, can evil eye change color? Oh, it's a very, whoever wrote this question is a clever person. <laughs> can the evil eye change the qadr? What, what came first, the qadr or the evil eye? The qadr. So Allah, taqdeer by the way, is done, subhanAllah, just like you are sitting at home, you watch a part of the news and it's going to be repeated again. And suddenly, all your friends come to sit with you. 
You say, look, I'm going to tell you something is going to happen. And you tell them, you don't know the ghaib. You know it already. Here, when you think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah knows exactly what you are going to do before you do it. Not because you have done it or told him what you are going to do. He knows what you are going to choose. That's the qadr. So in your destiny, he knew something is going to happen to you. There is destiny that is destined by him and only him. Like where you are going to be born, where you are going to die, how long you are going to live, what kind of family, how much rizq. This is simple. But there are choices in destiny that you make yourself. He knows what you're going to choose. What is going to happen to your way? When are you going to get sick and how you're going to get sick? He didn't choose for you to get sick. Allah doesn't choose those choices. But the circumstances and the place you are in. Okay? The environment that you are in. So, the Ain will not change the Qadr. The Ain is a part of your Qadr. Yeah? It is written that this eye will come. Because the circumstances that you're going to be in will determine that you'll have a bad eye. Yeah? Yes, my brother. And then if you take the example of uh, someone like seeing a child or something given an evil eye, what should you do or say on the spot? Immediately, if somebody says something about your car, about your beautiful house, or about your beautiful child next to you, the moment they say, Oh, what a lovely thing, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, whatever Allah wills, glory be to Allah. That's it. وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدَىٰ إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ Do not say I'm going to be surely doing this tomorrow. Say inshallah I will be doing this tomorrow. So mashallah will take to that end. Whatever Allah wills. Okay? Mashallah. Sometimes the scholars say if you are muddled in your way then you couldn't remember what to say. You say Allahu Akbar. It's easy. Allahu Akbar. Allah is greater. Then inshallah their evil within themselves will be subdued. Allah is with you. Yes? Can we say it silently or out loud? No, I, I think say it loudly, is my thought. Mm. Say it loudly. Because yani, if you want to shoot somebody, you say, I need a silent gun. <laughs> 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 you need a loud gun. <laughs> you need to be in America. <laughs> yes, my friend. Um, two questions. Yeah. The first one, can someone through the eye or magic or this thing harm someone else's religion? And will there be retaliation under their judgment for this? For example, if someone steadfast in his prayer, someone tries to take that away from him. But under their judgment, what's mm. going to happen? The funny thing, this happened among the steadfast believers. You know, people don't understand. Islam is not just everybody is praying, fasting. Islam is like the primary school. It is your duty to do this job. But in order for you to go to up, you must strive, and this is your iman. Yeah? And iman itself has got 70 odd stages. The highest is when you truly have a fear of God in your heart. And you are always watching yourself. Whenever you want to do something, you don't do it until you realize that it is pleasing to him and then you carry on. If it is wrong, you will avoid it because you know Allah is watching you. This is the highest. If you are in that position, then the real thing begins. Before that is not. What do I mean by the real thing? Then your heart will open. You begin to hear things. You begin to see things. You see? And if Allah is allowing us, some of us who are sitting here, their heart is open. If there is any creature whether it is malaika or jinn or other creatures who come on the earth and they, some of them they just walk in, you will see them. Once you have that kind of position, this is called maqamul ihsan, the position of ihsan. Okay? To hear a distance, to see a distance. You don't need a mobile phone, I don't need an iPhone. People say, okay, I can do that. So this is very, very important to realize. Once you have that, in that position, then your status will change. Your position has changed. You understand the world differently, not like anybody else. 
Okay? So, in that sense, Allah will give you the tawfiq or the success to be able to understand and appreciate what is taking place around you and how you can protect yourself from what is taking place. Okay? Sometimes you don't even need to read. You don't read because already in his eyes you are protected. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he used to be guarded by his uncle Al-Abbas and others among them. They are worried that the mushrikeen will come and kill him. So wherever he have a tent they will stand in front of it. Whenever he is sleeping in his house they will guard outside. And suddenly one morning he woke up and came to them and said to them I don't need any guard anymore. But how come Ya Rasulullah? Still they are there. They are going to come and destroy you. He said, Allah said in the Quran Wallahu ya'azimuka minannat and Allah will inshallah protect you from mankind. That protection will come. So, whatever evil that man has and he try to use, he use it because he think nobody else can see it or know it. However, if you know what is happening, you will be able to protect. But once you enter into that zone, and this is just to answer your question, once you enter into that zone and you see, then also still your nafs is there, your ego is there. So, for example, you see him and you understand his position is higher because he's doing a certain dhikr who's making him to go right. And suddenly, shaitan will come in and say to you, you want to go higher than him? And of course, you say yes, because you are not able to distinguish between what is haq and what is not haq in hearing. You are still in a lower position. So you say, yeah, yeah, I want to. So you will say, okay, read this. From what you do yourself, and you begin to read it and to ask Allah, Jazakumullah khair. You ask Allah, Okay. I need my glasses. <laughs> what does it say? <coughs> yeah, okay. So, subhanallah, then here it comes jealousy among people who know. So you begin to become jealous because you want to stop that person and you want to take away from them. You want to steal from them what they do or take from them. It's not good, but it happens. It's not only among just normal people who are bad people that jealousy happens. Among them, look at Yusuf brother. How how come they were so jealous? Their father is the greatest prophet, Israel. A nation is named after them, Bani Israel, children of Israel. You know that. And their grandfather, Sayyidina Ishaq, Allahu Akbar, Isaac. A great prophet and a messenger. And their great-grandfather, the father of the prophet Ibrahim But still, they were jealous. Yeah, so it can happen. Anybody else? Um, as far as apparently, you can give evil eye to yourself. By looking in the mirror, you can give it to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. They say, when you look, this is why the Prophet taught us, when you look at the mirror, don't say mirror, mirror in the world, whom is the most powerful? <laughs> Uh, the funniest thing, the funniest thing. You notice in the Middle East we wear something like that in our head, yeah? They call it hatta. And you find the young men standing in front of the mirror, they go like that. <laughs> All those who have seen it. And it has to be creased, it has to be in the middle. The sisters are waiting, come on brother, we're waiting. No, I'm still not right. <laughs> have you ever seen that? Ter- yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible. It's, it's, we shouldn't do that. So when you look at the mirror, the Prophet used to look 
اللهم حسن خلقي كما حسنته خلقي او الله بيرفكت ماي كاركتر از يو هاف بيرفكتد ماي كرييشن بليز سي ذات نوتينج يس بس سيستر ذا ان سم اوف كوميونيتيز منتل هيلث ايشوز ار سم تايمز كونسيدرد تو بي ا فورم اوف ديبريشن would you advise always exhausting all um, medical avenues before yes definitely um, definitely a lot of the people who are in mental hospital they are not really mental and a lot of people who are outside people think they are possessed they are mentally disturbed because the mental disturbance is physical and the possession is not are there certain behaviors that a person might exhibit that you would suggest they need to be seen to by personal knowledge as well as medical yeah definitely the person the person who's possessed when he is possessed no man can hold him no man even a woman a woman is possessed with a gene if 10 men are strong they want to hold her they will not be able to hold her she will just throw them like that you see because the possession is by a being more stronger than any man okay he's just using the vehicle the human body but uh, a person who's uh, in that why you see in hospital when they give the injection they want to reduce the power of the body so even if the gene are strong inside they can't use it so it is sad i i, I only went once to a mental hospital in lewisham south london there was a very good brother cypriot very good i used to love him very much because i used to do da'wah in the market the good days before 11 september we were allowed to do our da'wah everywhere and I used to go to the market and people become Muslims and I just stand and talk to people and subhanAllah this guy used to help me he just passes by very good brother and uh, we take the people to the mosque and then many of them and every time we go 10-15 people become Muslims and subhanAllah when they came to me very sad he said my sister suddenly is having troubles and her husband is a high-ranked officer in the army back home so they managed to bring her to London and she is in the hospital there would you visit her? I couldn't say no. So I went. My first visit to a hospital. When I entered, I felt so sad. You know, when you go to farm, chicken farms, and the chicken are put in the cages, and they're all going mad, and they can't walk around, they're all, you feel, you hear their noises, you feel so sad, really. I felt so sad in that place. I had never felt so sad like this. And people were screaming, shouting, and so I went to her room, the woman sat next to her like this, and the first thing she said to me, ah, I'm not going to believe in God. Don't ask me to read the Quran. I'm not reading it. <laughs> a physically disturbed person will not say this. What's the Quran got to do with it? A, a, a mad person will just do mad things because he's not functioning physically in his mind. Subhanallah, I didn't say anything. I just said, no, 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 no. I'm not coming here for this. I'm just coming to visit you. Are you feeling well? Are you all right? How is your daughter? And, this, and I talked to her like that. And then the remark she was making. And then I realized what is there. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very, very generous. Okay, but before I went, don't go tomorrow and try to go and visit somebody that's in trouble. I, you wear your shields. And there are things we read properly. And then I sat with her. And then there are things we read. Okay? Not all the Quran can heal from this. There are certain verses we read them. So I was sitting there reading the verses and once I read the one and then I come to the next one and then I feel there is something that is disturbing the being inside, then I repeat it until the person himself appeared. It was not a woman, it was a man speaking to me with the voice of a man. Her brother was just shocked like that.
and I was addressing him and asking him question where is he from what he want from him. and he was saying to me you're not gonna do anything what are you gonna do I'm gonna destroy you I'm gonna destroy your family I'm it was really I mean it's terrible but alhamdulillah I managed to convince him and I managed to get him to understand that if he doesn't I will do something and that will destroy him because they have no right over the human body it's haram for them so he left but then he can come back you see but then there are ways now that to bring them back so once she came back and she was normal and her brother was shocked she's speaking normally and oh I'm so sorry I was saying terrible thing it was not me I said oh, I know I know no. thank you for coming then I just gave her those things I read started reading I tied certain things for her normal today normal but she could have stayed in that hospital forever if people ask me to go to hospital I will not go because you don't know who you're going to deal with ma'am I got a little one I forgot one of those big ones you see this is a little ifrit <laughs> got one with muscles inside oh my god you're following me home <laughs> yes my brother Yes, yes. The last three surahs, the Quls, these are really, really, really beautiful protection. My brothers and sisters, I think Maghrib is coming. Sakina is just trying to say to me, please remind our guest, this place here is for your benefit, and you are allowed to come every end of Sunday to come to listen, but please, because we need to maintain it, generously donate to her so that he can help paying the rent and electricity of this place. And we love move from this place to a bigger place inshallah because Amen. we would love well many people were coming were going because the place is becoming too small may allah help us some people might be coming here for the first time might say why are you doing this in the shop i can go and do it in the mosque i have got a lot of mosques that they will allow me bigger but i know in the mosque when we go and do this thing and there are time to do these things a lot of people don't feel comfortable and a lot of people don't come to the mosque my job is to talk to people and the best place people love today is the market <laughs> I would love to have a market stall. In fact, it can take people to sit because the market is better. You see, when I used to go to the market, it's really nice. People are standing, all of them. But I can only have a shop. So may Allah bless you for your help. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have a question? Oh. <laughs> Do you ever become naughty? Ah, okay. The best dua so that you cannot be naughty, okay? Yeah. Immediately you say astaghfirullah. What do you say? Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. And keep repeating it. That means, oh Allah, forgive me. That means I don't mean it. And Allah will correct you. I promise you. And may Allah never make you naughty. Say ameen. Ameen, inshallah. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم اللهم يا من ترانا وتسمعنا وتعلم حالنا ولا يخفى عليك كن معرفتنا وأحوالنا يا رب العالمين اخبر لنا وارحمنا واسترنا وانصرنا أيدنا كلنا لا تكن علينا يا كريم اللهم رب احفظنا بحفظك التام واسترنا بسترك الجميل اللهم يا رب احفظنا بحفظك التام واسترنا بسترك الجميل I ask Allah سبحانه وتعالى to protect us from all evil especially the evil of our own selves may Allah سبحانه وتعالى make it easy for all of us if anyone of us here this day, this night, this evening, having any difficulty in their life, may Allah remove it. All those who are employed, may Allah keep them honest and sincere in their job. All those who are seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open doors for them to get jobs, may Allah open the door for them. All those who are seeking marriage, may Allah let them find the best, best of partners. And all those who are sick, may Allah heal them. And all those who are having difficulties with anybody or any 
person that they know, may Allah make it easy for them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove the trouble of those who are in trouble. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help those who are in need of help, Ya Kareem. My brothers and sisters who are suffering all over the world, especially in war zones, famine zone, difficulty zone, such as in east of Africa, such as in the Middle East, may Allah remove their suffering. In Asia, especially in Afghanistan, may Allah remove their suffering. And the people who are in Burma, those who are being mistreated, their homes are burnt, may Allah remove their suffering. May Allah give us tawfiq to help them and support them. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to help the homeless, the shelterless in this country by feeding them and looking after them. And may Allah make us lantern of light for them to be guided to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anybody who has come here tonight seeking refuge in Allah, may Allah give them the best of refuge. Allahumma rabbi hifadna an aymanina wa an yasarina, min amamina wa min khalfina, min fawqina wa min tahtina. Rabbana sturna bisitrika al-jameel. Ya Rabbana sturna bisitrika al-jameel. Ya Rabbana sturna bisitrika al-jameel. Ya Rabbi hayyiklana min amrina rashada. Waj'al ma'unataka al-husna lana madada. Bil-awliya bil-salihina bijam'ihim. Man jaana al-Qur'ana anhum murshida. Farrid bifandaka lahi karbana ya khayran madda al-anama lahu yada. Wasalli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sallim. Subhana rabbika rabbil عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين جزاكم الله